Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a Sunday with the Up Your Volume Morning Show podcast. This is new for us, and we appreciate all you guys making that time for us in the morning, this morning of your weekend, and kind of bearing with us as V is on her our tour, and um, you know I'm gigging out here. So good morning, everybody. Good morning, V. Hello, and yeah, this is a special edition. I feel like, you know, Sundays, it's like a special, I feel special about it. Like a family day, yeah. It is, it is, and you know, music is definitely what drives our family, Um, so I start my whole day dancing, and you sing every day of your life, so music is at the core of our person, so this is going to be super special. I'm really excited to have... And we um, have a, a great musical talent on today. We have Will Maker on, and I can't wait to talk with him. Um, and just touch base with everything going on in his life. He's got some exciting stuff going on. And yeah, we're just, we're just grab your, uh, your coffee or your kombucha like my mom's doing and just come join us this morning. We're really excited to do it on Sunday. Um, yeah. You just came from a vacation too. Did you have a nice time? A little, little mini vacation? Yeah. You know, it actually worked out perfectly because it was, completely unplanned um i mean obviously we know what day election day is but we didn't plan we didn't think about it when we were like oh we're booking our vacation for you know the 9th through 11th but it ended up being the most incredible situation ever because you know we woke up that morning and just got to go on vacation and not really get to you know emotional or i, I mean obviously that that set in um the the night before, but I think it was just really nice to kind of escape for a little bit and um, just relax and have a nice relaxing time. So it was, it was perfect. And I've never been to Carlsbad and it was awesome. I had a great time. Great, great time. Good for you. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Um, I know you've been traveling all over Texas and Yep, I'm outside of Houston right now. And um, I just got here yesterday and I'm actually living on a lake uh, tonight we'll be doing a cooking class. I got lots going on in Texas, uh, lots going on. Last week alone, I was in front of about 50 people, uh, gave many talks and cooking classes. And just to share one huge moment in my life, um, someone who I adore and have known through social media, but finally had the privilege of meeting, who's been struggling and hadn't had much use of their arms, uh, which I'm very familiar with. Uh, after three days of incorporating some of the tips and tricks that I shared, uh, she was able to elevate her arms for the first time in years. 
So, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, you know, that just reconfirms that the taking it to the streets tour just has to keep going on because lives are being changed every mile I drive and every word that I speak. So I'm really humbled and honored and just grateful. And Texas has given me a huge welcome. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad is. you're doing you're you're doing your thing. That's what you set out to do. And you know, as we all knew it would happen, it's great to hear that it is happening in real time. And that's really beautiful and special and something really to be proud about. So I hope you are proud and 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 loving life. I definitely I miss you out here. Well, I'll be there. Um, okay. I'll be back in January. Don't worry. I know. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, but anyway, let's get into our show today. We have a great show. Like we mentioned, we have Will Maker coming up. Um, that's who we're interviewing today. I want to get into um, playlists. I, a playlist. I feel like this week is just um, a really, you know, uh, you know, obviously with the election that that, that happened uh, last last week, and then going right into um, the loss of one of the most beloved uh, singer-songwriters of all time, Leonard Cohen. Um, he passed away on uh, last Monday at the age of 82. He His career lasted over uh, a 50-year period, and um, I wanted to do a little dedication to him by giving you my top five favorite Leonard Cohen tunes along with um, top five new songs that just came out that I would love for you guys to listen to. Um, so getting right into it, um, I feel like this song is what he's most known for. And as you guys may have seen, if you watched the SNL um, last night, uh, Kate McKinnon was dressed as Hillary Clinton, sung a really, really powerful and emotional hallelujah to open mm-hmm. up the SNL song, uh, SNL show. And <clears throat> though I don't think she has the world's greatest voice or anything like that, um, to see her dressed as Hillary Clinton and kind of changing the words around and, um, you know, uh, such a famous and influential song. Um, she, she said, I did my best. It wasn't much. Um, I couldn't feel. So I tried to touch. I told the truth. I didn't come to fool you. And even though it all went wrong, I'll stand before the Lord of song with nothing on my tongue, but hallelujah. Uh, just really, really powerful um, stuff. And her piano playing, I, I was, I was shocked. shocked at, yeah, incredible, incredible player. Um, and just really, she really felt it. And, and, and mm-hmm. as all you musicians out there know, it is way more about feel than anything else. And I definitely felt it last night. Um, so that's what kicked off. Uh, number one on, on Leonard Cohen's song list is Alleluia. Number two is going to be Suzanne. Um, three, last year's man, probably one of my favorites. Um, but I'm just kind of also going in order of kind of biggest hits as well. Um, famous Blue Raincoat coming in at number four. And Bird on the Wire coming in at number five. All these songs are so great. And he's got such a huge library of music that, um, you know, if you don't, if you don't really lend yourself to any one of these songs in his huge, you know, book of songs, there's going to be multiple that you connect with. And his lyric writing is just so powerful. And he's just such a spiritual being and, um, you know, may he rest in peace and thank you for leaving your legacy of music behind. And, um, you know, really just lucky to have singer songwriters like him in this 
in this world to bring us songs like obviously Hallelujah and things like that. Just so powerful. Um, and uh, my playlist, um, I wanted to start off by mentioning Gold Link. Um, he actually grabbed Marsha Ambrosius, as you guys know, from Flowetry and, and Philadelphia Native. I, I love her um, for a new soulful track called See I Miss Part Two. So check that out. It's my number one of this week. I'm really falling in love with this song. Um, obviously, a little biased because it's Marsha, but it's a great song, so check it out. Um, number two, Alicia Keys' album came out. I've been talking about that the past few weeks. Um, and this song featuring ASAP Rocky, Blended Family, just, just released a single t- uh, video for it and um, decided to put that up here. So go check that out. Um, Three, Childish Gambino's coming out with um, a new album called Awaken My Love. And this song is going to be from that. It's the first single he released called Me and Your Mama. Um, Really great track. I love Childish. Uh, For those of you guys that are huge Donald Glover fans, that's that's his actor persona and Childish Gambino is his is his rapping world um and he kills it he's, he's, he's an incredible artist um I know you guys have been you know we've been talking about Frank Ocean's new album for a while now as well um Alessia Cara just released a cover of Super Rich Kids that is amazing um I love her voice I've been a fan of hers for a few years now and she's she's I don't even know if she's 18 yet um, if so, she just barely turned 18, but this, um, Canadian singer does a great cover of super rich kids. So check that out. And then, um, the weekend came out with, uh, a new single star boy, check it out. Uh, he did a great live performance at the EMAs and, um, check it out. So the weekend star boys coming in at number five, that wraps up both playlists for this week. Um, and then I really just, you know, I, I know last week we had talked a lot about Dave, Dave Chappelle's comeback mm-hmm. um, on Saturday Night Live, and we we're really looking forward to it. Um, I, like, got snacks ready. Like, I made it like a movie night for me last night. That's why I was up pretty late. Um, I usually, we, we record Saturday Night Live, but since I knew I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, I, I watched it in real time, and it was it was weird to be up that late. But it was it was just... Great to see him on TV again. Great to see Tribe Called Quest um, doing their thing. And super emotional, I think, just to see um, the tribute to Fife Dog and and everything that went on last night. But, um, you know, as you you may have seen or heard this morning, for those of you who are early risers with us this Sunday, um, super emotional opening monologue by Dave Chappelle. Um, Very iconic and and he started off speaking about the election um i think you as a comedian especially on something as big as saturday night live i think you need to address that right away so um obviously he did um saying you know you know little little jokes and and hints at at truth like i i know the white two guys that aren't as full of surprises like you used to and um, basically stating that he wasn't as surprised as I think um, a lot of us were. Um, he's saying he's more surprised by the images of white riots that he's seeing going on. Um, 
And I think a lot of us are affected by, by the riots as well. Um, you know, I think a lot of us are, are for protesting, but I think there's a lot of, it's just craziness out there right now. Um, he also uh, decided to talk about mass shootings, a spike in mass shootings, which I think, um, you know, he addressed a lot of pretty heavy subjects um, and stated his opinion very widely. He also spoke about Black Lives Matter, kind of making a pun that um, he said, I admit it's not the best slogan, but McDonald's already took you deserve a break today away, um, mm. which, which is kind of, you know, funny, but he's, he's, Speaking the truth, and I think a lot of this came from a really smart and educational place. And I think, um, you know, a lot of us have been wondering what's been going on with Chappelle? Where's he been? What happened? Um, and he did get into that a lot as well. Um, he did speak about um, cops saying blue lives matter. You weren't, were you born a cop? If not, blue life. Um, if not a blue life, that's a blue suit. Kind of talking about that. Um, talking about the racism in America. And I think the biggest moment of him was kind of um, saying that he'd give Trump a chance. And his exact words were, I'm wishing Donald Trump luck and I'm going to give him a chance. And we, the historically disfranchised demand that he give us one too. Um, it's just powerful monologue. And I think it'll go in the books as, as a very, um, great heavy monologue and he got real with us at the end and um, said some things. I don't think we were expecting um, Dave Chappelle to say, especially. Um, and furthermore, it just kind of went right into it. All of the skits that they did were really, um, really powerful, obviously very political um, and more so talking about um you know, just the, the kind of white supremacy um, and and how shocked white liberals were um, about all this. So, um, you know, there was, there was some great skits and um, I think it's definitely worth watching. Obviously, um, there's some funny stuff too. Uh, Chappelle said he was originally going to come in and not pay homage to any of his Chappelle show characters, but he had a great skit where actually all of them were in it. And it was just, it was next level. One of the most hilarious things I've seen in a long time. So if you're a huge Chappelle show fan, um, I'm sure you guys really love seeing all the old characters come back. Um, it gave all of us a huge laugh to watch it. And it was just, it was just really, really well done. I feel like um, comedically, his jokes passed. Um, politically, he was, uh, I don't know, politically correct. I mean, in, in my opinion, I feel like he, you know, he pointed out that America spoke loud and clear about um, race in this election. And um, it's, it's shameful. And I think he came out trying to put it out there that, um you know, what his views are. And um, I don't think any of us were, um, were on opposing sides really with that. So it was great. It's good to see him. And as I mentioned, obviously I've been a huge Tribe Called Quest fan for a very long time. And we were really, really, really 
you know, saddened by the loss of Five Dog earlier this year. And I think they paid great respects to him. I'm going to keep you guys posted on the album that they're working on when they start releasing singles. As you guys know, uh, Buster Rhymes came up on stage and a couple other um, celeb guests dropped in. So it it was a really, really, really great show. And congratulations to um, both. A Tribe Called Quest and Dave Chappelle for um, a comeback. I think they both um, were awesome, and I think I said I think it was great last night. I really enjoyed watching it last night, and I can't wait. To, I can't wait for this album to come out. It's going to be awesome. I just have a feeling some of the songs you guys heard last night were just mind blowing. And again, speaking on big political issues, and um, I love it. So that's what I have today. Awesome. Well, um, that was a lot, and. Um... Leonard Cohen, actually, I was, I didn't realize that he had dropped out of the music world for a while and became a Buddhist monk. And he studied at the Zen Center in California, which is where I've um, done several noble silent retreats and highly recommend that um, for anyone in the Los Angeles area or in any area to maybe go up there and get some uh, mindfulness work on. Um, Obviously, it inspired him to write some beautiful music as well. And I missed the Saturday Night Live. First of all, I could never stay up that late, um, but I hope that I'm going to be able to catch it. I did catch some of the stuff on social media today, and uh, mm-hmm. it seems like it was a really powerful, um, a really powerful show, like you described. Yeah, I do want to thank you for letting me talk about it for for a while because I think it was just, um, you know, I think all all the jokes. SNL hits a nail on the head when it comes to election um, month and and coming up towards an election. But um, this was really it was really a different type of SNL, and I was uh, I, I just really felt the need to talk about it. So thank you. Well, it's interesting because uh, what I wanted to talk about is you know as I've been doing this tour, um, you know many people ask me, well, how do you get conscious about your life? Like, what do you do? Because you know the term that I like to use is autopilot. Most of us live uh, an autopilot existence, meaning we just really do the same things almost every day. You know, the alarm goes off, you get up, you have your coffee, you go to work, you come home, you cook dinner. Most of us even eat the same rotation of foods for dinner. Uh, We might change it up on the weekend, maybe have two cups of coffee, maybe sleep in a little later, but still pretty much an autopilot existence. And um, the one thing that I don't do is live an autopilot existence, and I believe that's the core of, um, you know, what brought me to self-love, which is responsible for the miracle known as Paleo Boss Lady. And I recently wrote a blog about it that came out today, and I thought maybe I should just talk with people about this, because last week we talked about ways to reduce the stress of the election. And I have to tell you that as yeah. a person who gave those Thank ways, you for that. I was fighting off, you know, an MS attack all week because of the stress of the election, because yes, uh, I knew what to do, but it still wasn't, um, I needed more. And I had to dig deep into my bag of tricks to be able to not have stress turn into disaster. Um, Stress is the root of all evil for all of us, whether you have a disease or not. And um, I wanted to just sort of give you all a peek into a how to begin conscious living and out of consciousness how I was able to navigate one of the most stressful weeks in my 53 years as an American Um, the first thing is is that to get conscious you have to ask and answer questions 
And I'm going to throw out my favorite example because it's one that everyone can relate to. And I even talked about it on my TEDx uh, on the stage is the concept. uh, When we talk about autopilot life, let's just look at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's such a simple concept, but why do we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And why does bacon and eggs and French toast and pancakes happen only at breakfast and lunch is usually a sandwich and dinner is some sort of a meal that includes protein, vegetables, dessert. Usually it's usually a much bigger production. Those concepts have nothing to do with healthcare, have not been shown to promote wellness. Um, They are completely manufactured ideals by the companies that make those products and driven by consumerism, not driven by our wellness, not driven by our well-being, not driven by anything other than consumer-driven ideals. So when you talk about getting conscious, you need to ask about everything that you do in life. Why do you wake up to an alarm if the sound of the alarm freaks you out? Like, I wrote a blog about that. So many people hate the sound. First, I hate the sound of an alarm clock. Like, literally, the <clears throat> waking me up. And you bought me oh. that beautiful Zen clock years ago, remember? So I could mm-hmm. wake up with, like, dings and dongs. I still hated it. And one day, I was just like, well, why don't I just train myself to wake up when I need to? What a concept. Yes, it took me 18 months to do it, but I don't do an alarm clock ever. And not even if I have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning or an earlier time to catch a plane or to be somewhere or to be interviewed, I literally have been able to train my body to wake up at its optimal time or when it needs to without the sound of an alarm clock. If you wake up to the sound of an alarm clock and you can't stand that sound, then I would ask you to question that. If you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I would ask you to question that. Does your body really require breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Do you operate optimally optimally having breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I don't. I have two meals a day. I don't have breakfast, lunch, and dinner anymore because that's not how my body functions the best. So getting conscious means asking and answering questions and then taking slow, steady, sustainable steps. Another example is this week, you know, I meditate every day. Most meditations at this point in my life, I put a timer on and I just do them. Well, the stress of this week, there was no way that I could meditate without guiding someone guiding me because quieting my mind was far from my grasp. I mean, I couldn't even relax my person, let alone quiet my mind for a millisecond. So I decided, well, I, you know, I need to do guided meditations. I need to have someone guiding me into a sacred space that I'm struggling to tap and where I normally do between 10 and 20 minutes a day of meditation I've been doing four hours because that is what it's taking for me to bring myself back to a place where stress is not the governing principle from the moment I open my eyes until I go to bed especially when you have you know I have a social media brand so I can't be like I did turn it off for one day first time ever for the day after the election, I took a time out. That was another example of me being conscious. And even days after, it's still hard to look at social media because you can't forget what has happened. And I don't care what side of the equation you sit on, whether you voted for Trump or whether you didn't vote for Trump. This isn't a question of our president-elect. This is a question of morals and safety. As a disabled mm-hmm. American, I don't feel very safe. As someone who um, supports the community literally has dedicated my life to the community, um, at least the remainder of my life to the community, the community in which I live in, they live in fear and uh, fear produces nothing good. And I think it's a shock for a lot of people to see that, uh, that 
there are you know, not as many people as we thought cared about basic human rights. Uh, human rights have been violated, and that is a big part of what people are upset about. So um, for me, getting conscious is really from the minute you open your eyes during the day and even how you open your eyes, ask yourself why. Does this support mm-hmm. your optimal life? And if it doesn't, what would and how would you create that change? And change doesn't happen overnight. So pick the most important thing or pick the thing that will be the easiest change or pick something that you know will produce results, whatever it is, but take one step and know that that step is not for today, a week or a month. It's a lifelong change. Now that doesn't mean that you decide, oh, I thought this was the right direction and I don't, this isn't really working out. You can alter steps, but you continue to make steps that are not depriving yourself. They're just opening your mind to your life so that everything you do is driven by a consciousness, understanding, and self-respect. And that's, you know, uh, really what I wanted to talk about is in times of great stress, the best thing we can do is get conscious, get mindful, and community. Find community of support. I, for one, am now wearing a safety pin to let people know that I am a safe zone and they'd have nothing to fear with me. Um, that is the way I can build community um, without having to do much but wear a safety pin and have tons of safety pins on my person so that if someone asks me what it means and they're so motivated to, to do the same, I can say, here you go. Here are safety pins. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think it's going to be a great, great show. We still have Willmaker after the break. And um, I appreciate you letting us know those things because I think it is, it is, you know, a question I'm sure you've come across a lot. How do you get conscious? And I think in a yep. time like this, no better time to start. And, um, you know, questioning the status quo is what you do best. And it makes me think, you know, I, I even was just like, wow, yeah, why, why is it those breakfast foods? And why is it those, always those lunch foods? And I only eat two meals a day. And I, I don't know, just, just hearing you say something like that, just like triggered a little, just thought in my head, like, yeah, why, why, you know, but you're, you're the best at doing that. So thank you. And we're going to get to, um, Will right after these, uh, words from our sponsors. I can't wait. Up Your Volume Morning Show Podcast and the Taking the Streets Tour are brought to you by Nativa. We would like to thank our good friends at Nativa for their support of the Taking It to the Streets Tour. We can't say enough about Nativa products. We adore that Nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients. In fact, most of the dishes in our house found on our kitchen table are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N-U-T-I-V-A.com. And Palm Done Right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed, smoldering fires that pollute the air, Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. 
Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Tom Dunright, and we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street store. To learn more, please head to www.palmdunright.com. Again, that's palmdunright.com. Good morning, Will. Hey, what's going on? Hello, Yay, hello. Hey, can, can you can you hear me all right? Yep, absolutely. Perfect. Loud and clear. Can you hear awesome. us? I can hear you very well. Well, welcome to the show. We're really, really excited to have you on. Uh, we know yeah. that there's there's been a lot of stuff going on in your life. You just had your first hotel cafe show this past week, correct? That is right. I had it uh, well, literally a week from today, a uh, week you know, a week ago from today. So it was last Sunday, and it was popping. It was a great show. Hollywood uh, turned out. It was it was really fun. That's so, awesome. That's that's one yeah. of the bucket list places. Um, I know. Uh, I believe Mario and Mario and and us we were all talking about that last week. Just how that's kind of like one of the bucket list places. Like okay, you you do a hotel cafe show and you feel like okay, I've done I've done it. You know. Um, right. How did that How did that feel for you? Um. Well, I. Well, it felt really good when I booked it, but um, once I booked it, though, I, I I knew it was like, okay, I have to, uh, I'm now going to have to kind of work hard on making a good show. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it, it's like all the fun, uh, you know, goes away after about uh, 10 minutes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then reality yeah. sets in. Now I got to do this, yeah. right? Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, I got to be good. Oh, darn it. <laughs> what? How, how do you prepare mentally for that? Like, what are some of the things that you do? Um. Well, for any show, I um. The main thing I do is I actually put on my headphones and I listen to music a lot. Um, I there's something about like just listening to like a lot of other artists that just. Mm. You know, all of a sudden, you know, a lot of ideas start to flow, a lot of arrangement ideas, sometimes, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just like a set list starts to fly into my head, and um, that's kind of my main preparation, if you will, it's just kind of listening to music and hearing, you know, the rest of the world, you know. And I kind of do the same thing, so I, I completely yeah. get where that's coming from. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. mentally I just kind of, like, make sure I'm doing nothing that whole day. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> just focusing and, yeah, definitely listening to music. And, um, yeah, though, that's 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 the thing to do. And, and you've been making right. a lot of of music recently you've been doing your monthly music project um yeah. you released the first one september 15th that was one more night that's right and and then kind of tell us about that i mean obviously you know i i know jessica and you, i know you did a song uh closer with her and uh yep. we we loved it we we we've listened to all the, those two singles and, and there's another one coming i believe this tuesday right uh yeah well it hopefully we're still in the process of in the production process like yeah we're down to the wire so 
so we're gonna we're we're working hard to get it out on Tuesday. Um, yeah, so this uh, yeah this what I'm doing is that every month I'm releasing a new song, uh, and it's been on the 15th of every month, and I am uh, writing and uh, getting producers, and we're going through the production process and getting the mixing engineers for a new single. And so, um, yeah, One More Night is now on Spotify and iTunes, so everybody can check that out. I believe Closer will be up on there next week, which is the song that I wrote for last month, which came out October 15th. And this this song will probably be on Spotify and iTunes in early December, you know. But I released all of my... Yeah, I release all of my songs onto my SoundCloud page. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Such a smart kind of, thing to do. Are, are you somebody that has always written music, or this is kind of brand new for you? Well, I, I started writing music when I was 16, but I wasn't, you know, I, I had no passion for it by any means. Nice. And I went to college, I went to Berkeley College of Music, which you went to as well, right? Nikki? Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So, I, so I was, <laughs> hey, so yeah, I went to Berkeley and I thought to myself, well, I feel like I'm okay at performing, so I don't think I want to do like performance or anything. I, I want to do something I, I'm not actually very good at. And I took songwriting and I got my degree in songwriting. Oh, that's awesome. And then, yeah, and then from there, I you know I feel like I've been writing quite a bit um, since then. But you know, for the most part, I'm just kind of you know just winging it. And I, I love writing with other people too. And we've got so many great songwriters uh, oh, yeah. that I'm writing with. Yeah, like there's so many great songwriters here in LA, and and just you know this guy Ryan Amador I wrote with who wrote one of Mario Jose's tracks as well um, in, let's see, um, my buddy Kazumi is an incredible songwriter. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. We're just writing constantly. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. I love your cool. outlook on it, too, because I feel like when I went to Berkeley, I was like, all right, I'm going to perfect my performance. Like, let's just do this. And then it was like, but I didn't have yeah. that kind of outlook on it that, that you had just mentioned of being like, okay, I got this down pretty well. Let me focus on something else. I mean, I think that is, you know, I, I opted to go to pro uh, music just so I could get a yeah, little yeah. bit of, of songwriting as well. And, and um, but yeah, I like that outlook that you had kind of being like, okay, I got this down. Let me, let me hone in on the, the, areas of expertise that I'm not I'm not as proficient in and I think that's really smart um and I don't know yeah no I'm 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 excited for all these new songs yeah I I can't wait for you to hear it I wrote a song yesterday um and we're not releasing it for next month's project because next month's project will probably be a Christmas song but Mm. the um but the song that I wrote yesterday it's like Super upbeat, fun. I feel like people should be dancing on a rooftop 
Nice. <laughs> that's that's right up my mom's alley. She's I dance every morning. I'm like I oh, dance like I'm go. in a club in my own place. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. You're gonna have to start playing some Wilma Car music for that dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know I know my mom had kind of questions. No, do you had questions about kind of his start and. Well, just, you know, I just because we witnessed this with someone when Nikki went to a performing arts high school, one of the yeah. uh, her fellow classmates was on like American Idol team and had this great run and made it to like almost the finals and then life stopped. And he really struggled to transition from an idol stage to back to normal life. And I was just wondering, how has that been for you going from American Idol to being yourself again, you know? Well, the transition was so super odd, <laughs> very odd. Cause, so, yeah, for everybody that doesn't know, I was on Idol season five, um, and I was 16 years old. I turned 17 on the show. Wow. And Yeah, and what happened was is uh, when I got home, like I was voted off, like we on the show were in a bubble like nobody really told us you know what the media was saying too much like we kind of watched a little bit we watched some of the LA media mm-hmm. but we didn't we didn't I didn't know what Houston was doing which is where I'm from oh that's where I'm at right now okay I heard you say that and then yeah you I'm in Indian lake. yeah I'm Indian River Lake Indian River Lake in okay, Crosby Texas. Okay. Yeah, I know where Crosby is. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'll, I'll be <laughs> speaking in Houston all week. I mean, actually in Houston proper, and I'll be in Conroe. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, Conroe. That's. So I'm I'm originally from the Woodlands, which okay, awesome. Through. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Uh, <laughs> um. So, anyways, I'm. Um, so when I got home, though. Every, you know, I was still in high school. And so every time I'd walk, people would get quiet around me. Mm-hmm. Or I remember I walked into a classroom once, and it was like everybody's talking, ah, and then I walked in, and I swear it just, everybody shut up. And that wow. was so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was is. so weird. And And I think that the, you know, I found out later, like, there were news media outside of the high school, like vans and vans the whole week. Wow. You know? I mean, and, 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 and I he, just couldn't believe it. And Idol was huge at the time when I was on Oh, it. yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. You're on season five. This is like the original judges. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. like, that's just, I mean, and watching all the transitions in American Idol, what did you find, like, do you feel like it changed a lot from the beginning when it was this huge? I mean, it was just such a different idol, I feel like, back then than it became. You were in what it was like the Kelly Clarkson era. You know what I mean? When, like, Idol was Idol, yeah. I think, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Idol definitely, like, changed um, uh, for sure. I mean, I feel like, like the voice too, like 
it's, it's a really good concept for a TV show, The Voices. But I think the thing that was so great about American Idol and why we've seen stars come out of American Idol versus seeing, seeing any stars from The Voice is I think that Idol was focusing on the contestants. It right. Once, once mm-hmm. you were on the show and on the voting route, the... You know, everybody was teaming up. It was like team, you know, Will, team Chris Daughtry, team Case Mm -hmm. Young, that type of thing. And whereas for The Voice, it's team Adam. It really, Uh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Your your focus is the judges. So, like, Mm -hmm. man, if I'm a judge on The Voice, like, that's that's the gig you want, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, I I just think the um, yeah. So anyway, that's my only two cents on you know what's going on now versus what I was doing back then. But I mean, I've been been too focused with the idol thing. I mean, I you know I was really happy about it. It was a cool experience. Um, I felt I was way too young um, and inexperienced. I don't think young is necessary. It's not necessarily how I feel. I think just inexperienced in general. Yeah. Um, the lack of knowledge of, of who I was musically. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you don't know who you are musically, it's really tough to make it in this industry. So. I agree with well, that. I think it really is, and I think I think it took me personally until I got to Berkeley, and it was kind of like. I was seeing all these, because um, I did go to a music uh, middle school and high school, and I think getting to Berkeley and seeing, like, that there were people that were established artists and knew who they were, it was, like, it freaked me out. I was like, holy crap, I need to figure out, like, what I am now, you know? And I know, I know. It, it didn't happen overnight, you know? It definitely, um, it took a lot of, which I think we talked about at the beginning of this, like, took a lot of listening to other artists and um, right. kind of defining just defining what I liked and what I feel like my voice lended itself to well and you know what yeah. response you know it's it's definitely it's definitely um like you said it's not really age so much because because there was a lot of people that at a younger age like even artists like Lord and stuff like that are like clearly defined artistry at such a young yeah, age they- Right. Yeah. Like Josh. So yeah. yeah, there are a lot that do know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's definitely something um, that that comes over time for some of us as well. Um, and I know you're yeah. out in LA now and how long have you been I, out here? And um, It's now been two years, two, yeah, two and a half years or so. so. And, and, I remember in my two years here, it was still, um, you know, breaking into this L.A. music scene, though it is probably a lot smaller than I think a lot of us expected. It's, you know, when when you think about, like, L.A. or New York and, oh, there's so many people doing music. But when you really, um, you know, even now, us talking, we both went to Berkeley. We both know a, a billion mutual friends, and we probably played gigs with a lot of the same people. We start to see how kind of small the industry is compared to what, you know, as a kid, your your brain kind of configures it to be this huge, scary world. How has the LA music scene been for you to tap into? And, 
And how are you adjusting to being out here and actually, you know, experiencing it for yourself? Yeah, I think, uh, well, you know, moving from Texas to L.A. was like, there's a big difference in how the music industry works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it was like, for example, in Texas, I, they actually pay you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that little thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's crazy, so, yeah, right? They Yeah, they actually pay you there. But the, the one thing, um, but I knew that that was going to be the case. But when I moved out here, but I felt like in L.A., the opportunities are really great. Um, For example, the fact that I'm writing pretty much four days a week with four different people or I'm – I can put together a YouTube video real quick. Um, Those types of things were not available in Texas. Right. yeah, so I think those are the, you know, the biggest things that I, the biggest differences um, and that I've had to deal with. Um, one, I've had to adjust just how the market works uh, in right. terms of, like, people being able to, you know, pay you for your work. But um, with that being said, you know, I've real, I've been able to focus mainly on it's not about the money anymore. It's about you know, finding who I am and writing the songs that I like and, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a really, a really weird market for um, original music. I have found that, and and I know you've played with, um, you know, in wedding bands and stuff like this, or it's like we're taking, you know, for the love of singing, we're doing some gigs. And then for the love of our own artistry, we're taking other gigs. And it's just crazy how, you know, large the margin is on the money side of things for cover music versus original music out here. Um, right, right. And it's kind of, it's. I guess that was mind-blowing for me coming from Boston because I feel like Boston was such a supportive city in original music and um you know supporting new artists and just um you know that type of environment so i think coming here straight from boston was weird for me cuz i was like whoa we're not we're not you know almost like we're not in kansas anymore you know what i mean um and you know, i i i definitely find that it is it is hard to adjust to that one first coming out here but all I know is that you are doing wonderful, wonderful things. I'm I'm going to keep everybody posted about your monthly music project, and they can find you yes. at facebook.com slash official will. Is it, is it Maker? Am I saying it Macar. right? Macar, yeah. yeah. Macar, okay. Okay, official will Macar, and then Instagram at will j Macar, Twitter, mm-hmm. same thing. YouTube, um, check out these videos, guys. He's got not only an amazing voice, but these new songs that you're releasing are just awesome, and the videos are mm-hmm. are as equally as awesome. So check out um, YouTube.com slash Will McCarr Official, and then Snapchat, W McCarr. How's your Snapchat game? Is it, is it on point? You're probably going to get a follow from me today. <laughs> hey, sounds good to me. Oh, 
That's awesome. Well, congratulations on everything. Um, please let us know about new shows and, and anything else. We'd love to have you back eventually and, and just kind of follow up with you and catch up with you. Okay, that sounds great. And uh, one thing I just wanted to let everybody know, um, I'm, yeah. I've started this Patreon page, um, and it's to help uh, help me create new music every month. Because, uh, you know, just everything, unfortunately, does cost money, like c- getting producers and mixing engineers and and right. those types of people to to join you. So if you guys are listening and you're uh, and you want to kind of take part in the music making process, um, go to Patreon. It's basically where it's like Kickstarter, except what you're going to do is you give uh, a small amount of money, like a dollar a month. Per month for me to make music every month. Oh, that's great! I love that's that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so be sure to check that out. It's just Patreon, p a t r o n dot com slash w m a k a r. That's great. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Support so the arts people. Go. That's it. Yes. Well, thank you that's so awesome. much, Will, and congratulations to success. You. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Will. Have a great Sunday. All righty. You too. Bye. Oh, I love the Berkeley community. Another amazing. It it really is. It just it's awesome. I love his idea about just releasing a single every month. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen I've seen one girl from my school did a song a day for 365 days, and I think when you do something that ambiguous though the great results you know you're kind of working down to the wire and you're not getting that professional sound that maybe you're putting out kind of like half of what you would have done if you had the time so I respect him for saying you know what it might not come out the 15th this month but it is ready and we're just in the last finishing processes of it and just really really um great to see success um from you know, my school and uh, with all these great, talented people. Um, but I know we wanted to talk about, was it the BAM of the month this, this week, right? Yeah, the BAM of the month. Well, the two things I wanted to talk about. One is um, I wanted to recommend an app for guided meditation or self-meditation. It's free. It's called Insight Timer. It's been my go-to app that I failed to mention in the Get Conscious uh, part of the um of the podcast. So it's called insight timer. It's a great app. And and if you love community, like I do, when you sign on, it'll tell you how many people are meditating in the area with you. So that's kind of cool. It's like, wow, me and like within five miles of me, like 3000 other people are meditating. So I love that. Um, insight timer, but, um, yeah, the BAM of the month. And I also wanted to uh, ask our listeners to contact me, um, about something, but the BAM of the month, has to do with uh, there's a million women's march happening in D.C. on January 21st. Yeah, the day after the inauguration. And I will be in D.C. uh, participating in that. And I hope that uh, every woman, man, or anyone in America or even outside of America that are interested in uh, making steps towards creating change and awareness, because that's ultimately how we should all respond when we live in, rather than being in fear, we need to be the change. So January 21st, bundle up. It's going to be cold. 
um, Washington, D.C. It is the Million Women's March, and it's about time that we're doing this. I've been saying for the last two months I wanted to organize one, and I'm grateful for the people that did. Every city has a coalition of people that are working on you know, transportation, housing, helping you with resources to buy plane tickets, train tickets, whatever it is. So if you're on social media, I'm sure you can find information. Um, it's it's out there, um, but it's called the Million Women's March, and it's January 21st in the capital uh, of Washington, D.C. And then last but not least, uh, I have had many requests from my followers or people that I've come in contact with for a paleo boss lady sort of long weekend retreat where people would like to collectively be able to live with me, um, where we can cook together, dance together, do movement together, vision board together, do angel card readings, all the tools, meditate together, all the things that I do every day to sort of uh, manifest my miracle outcome. I'd like to hear from people if they would really like to do this. Throwing something like this in the middle of my tour is not undoable. It will just be a challenge. And quite honestly, I don't want to dedicate a lot of time to something that maybe only three people are interested in. I would need at least nine. So if it's something that you're interested in, uh, hit me up on any social media or email me at v at paleobosslady.com. And then uh, another option, yeah, it would be cool. Another option that someone threw out is if I did a virtual weekend um, retreat where each day we would log in, um, for maybe an hour or two and do these things virtually where you would be able to see me. However, I wouldn't be able to see you. Um, it could be as effective, could be effective. They say that uh, all studies have shown that psychotherapy done through Skype is even more effective than face to face. So I'm open to that. So if either of those interest you, I'd really love to hear from you because again, it's not that I couldn't do them. It would just, require a tremendous amount of effort in a time when I am touring the United States and I do everything by myself. I don't have anyone helping me and I am of service to the community. And if, if if I keep hearing from the community that they want certain things, I will work my darndest to make that happen. Um, Again, without sacrificing my own miracle status. So I'd like to know now because then I can get, it may take me three or four months to to get everything together. Um, And that's really all Uh, And again, these things come in real time because I'm touring and I just keep hearing certain things over and over again. So I appreciate you giving me the space to talk about that. And I hope that I'll see a lot of you on January 21st in Washington, D.C. I plan on being there and people just to let you know, like I literally will eat less, will do much less to save up the money to be able to make this happen. Um, so look around your house, maybe you have things you can sell, maybe you can take on some odd jobs, but if you are really passionate about creating awareness and change, I hope that we'll see you on the 21st because not having resources really is only an excuse to not create change. We can all figure out a way to make stuff happen if we work hard enough. Absolutely. And is it, am I, I feel like January 21st is also Martin Luther King day. I don't is know. It is it? I don't know. Let's let's plug it in. Um, let's see when Martin Luther King Day is. But I think it's it's. I feel like it is right around there, which is the uh, the sixteenth this year. Um, okay, so that 16th. would be pretty powerful. And yeah, it would I be really powerful. Had the privilege of meeting the co-writer of "I Had a Dream" at the last World's Conference in New York. Uh, hanging with Nelson Mandela's grandson. Yeah. So, you know, to have that the week before the election 
And then, you know, we'll have Martin Luther King Day on the 16th, the inauguration on the 20th, and the woman, the Million Women's March on the 21st. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a powerful time in America. Well, thank you for that. And just so you guys always remember to get in touch with us, to let V know um, about everything that she just mentioned, to let to find me live, however you guys want to get in touch with us. Um, it is paleobosslady.com and nikki-bovay.com. I want to say a special thank you to our, all of our listeners for um, bearing with us through the time changes and, um, you know, still tuning in every week. We really do appreciate that. Um, you know, as, as you know, my mom's on the, on her tour and I'm busy with work and, and stuff here. So we really, really, really do appreciate it. And I think I have found and mom, I don't know if you agree, but I think I have found that Sunday mornings, my brain's a little too mushy Saturday mornings. I feel like my brain's still on, but Sunday mornings, my brain's still a little mushy. I think, I think that's what I've discovered. <laughs> well, plus you're up late last night. Well, yeah, I wanted to get out to the listeners about, about the SNL. That was a really important thing because we've been counting down the weeks. So um, do appreciate you guys again for sticking with us and sticking by us. And, Mom, I miss you, and I can't wait to see you in January. And to all our listeners, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Ciao, ciao, everyone. Thanks again. And thanks to Will again. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Will. Can't wait to Great see you out in L.A. Yep. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.